I'm your man Edward Shelton from Starting Over Podcast, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. This is Swag Nito with Clicks TV, and you're listening to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is Skylar from Generation Clicks, and you're listening to Dial H. Hi, this is Ryan Morgan with Glass Cabinet Films, and you're listening to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm Amber. And I'm Jason from Married with Clicks, and you're listening to Dial H for Hero Clicks. Congratulations on 100 episodes. I have with me my cousin and good friend, Austin Smith. Oh, that's adorable. I didn't know it was your good friend. And the man who does more teabagging than a 12-year-old playing Halo. The man who handles more bots than a backroom FedEx worker. The man who fills more gaps than a cock gun. And the man who spent more time on the mound than Satchel Paige. Hey, how you doing? Mr. Drew Alderson. Hello and welcome to episode 111, Dial H for Hero Clicks. <gasps> I am your host, Hunter Smith. With Is that me. like magical or lucky or something? I don't know. We could make it. We could <laughs> We could make anything could magical. If you put you one, one, one saying. together, you get three, which so happens to be the amount of inches Austin has. Half Life 3 confirmed. Before I get hard. Austin Smith. Right. <laughs> no. I have a cousin and good friend, Austin Smith. I was trying to see how long we go without a penis joke, and Drew just went right out the fucking gate. It's Dial H for Hero Clicks. And the oh, sexiest yeah. man uh, this side of the Mississippi, Mr. Uh, Drew Alderson. That's a lot of... So who's the one on the other side of the Mississippi, Hunter? My cousin. God dang it, Austin. <laughs> Turn it off. Turn it off right now. <laughs> Start out this early, huh? It's got to have a... Gotta have a little jump start. No, what's it called? Uh, <laughs> afternoon delight. Yeah, that's what's going on here. Well, it is directly noon. So, WizKids had nothing of interest to share with us this week, so we will not be having you a they, news section. They didn't have spoilers for anything, Hunter. They spoiled the set that's been out for two weeks, so we're gonna ignore that and, and just get on with our but lives. Hunter, those are great team building tools, and they're super exciting. I mean, they're cool for because no one else could think to put together a theme team of people. What we will be talking about is Nick Fury, some pieces that have constructed potential. And which you may and, have already seen. Correct. And why. And then also talk about Red Sun, which we all read this week. And um, we talked about it's going to be the chase theme for the upcoming Superman Wonder Woman set. So we'll be doing some comics talk as well. And then uh, answering some questions and community stuff. And then we'll get real and talk about the decline. The return of, of the Silver Age value corner. That's right. A value. Speaking of the declining Chinese economy. <laughs> let's, start, let's start with Nick Fury. Nick Fury. We have a total of seven pieces here. We could go in more into detail. or you know, There's more we could pick, but these are the ones that either have already seen success in the metagame or definitely have the potential. Actually, looking at them, all of them have seen uh, meta play. So... Um, we're going to start off with the most obvious one, uh, the Prime Nighthawk. We he, talked about him pretty already. Obvious. Pretty much everybody that you know is probably talking about the guy. He's only 65 points, and he uh, basically lets opposing characters. Combat values not be increased unless they're adjacent to him, so you can just have him chill back in your starting area if you really want to. Is he in your Silver Age value corner for today, Drew? No. Because technically he's allowed in Silver Age. So I, 
there's plenty we can talk about good with this piece. You know what I mean? Let's do something different. Let's talk about the cons of um, this piece. He's not a good secondary attacker. You know, he's really not the best. Um, <laughs> he's Well, he takes up your prime slot. He does. He likes Indom. His keywords are shit. Politician and Squadron Supreme. They are shit. So, I mean, you're going to need... If you really are wanting to hit a... His name is Kyle. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Fuck Kyle, dude. A close follower to Keith for the worst name in the history of the universe. Sorry to all the Kyles out there. We know you didn't have a choice <laughs> in the matter. But not uh, Keith. Keith's an awful name. So, our Coke machine at work has, like, the whole names on the side thing going. Well, we were getting Hispanic names all week, and it was the funniest thing ever. And I walked in the room, I was like, it's a Hispanic theme today. And I showed it to Aaron, and he's like, it's Keith. And he's like, fuck Keith. Just <laughs> naturally, that name just brings out the worst in people. Anyway. Um, and he goes down quick. He has no reducers at all. He, mm-hmm. he depends on shape change, really. Goes down about as quick as Drew's mother. That is quite accurate. But not... My mother does have knee problems. That's <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Good save there, buddy. She's about to have surgery. I'm sorry. <laughs> but all in all... Your mother's a very nice lady, and I'm sorry. <laughs> but all in all... This... I hope she Meanwhile, your mother's knees are quite <laughs> healthy. You, you know what you should do, Drew? You should call his mother as soon as he makes any kind of comment about her. <laughs> like, he, yeah. like Austin does to me. <laughs> No, it'd be he calls his own mother. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Drew, oh, you should call yeah, your mom. Yeah. Mom, Austin wants to Austin bang say you. Austin's talking shit. And they'll be like, hi, Drew's mom. And she'll be like, hi, Austin. You're a piece of shit, Austin. Never show your face around me again. I don't think she'd say that, Drew. Let's be honest here. Yeah, probably not. Uh, but all in all, obviously, it's a superb piece. One of the best they've done in the last couple years. It's really dumb, yeah. It's, it's a piece. But... The often overlooked, in my opinion. Yes. Regular Nighthawk is very good. Has better keywords, albeit not amazing. He has Thunderbolts, which is going to help him in the meta game. He also has Defender's Initiative and Squadron Sinister. Which Initiative's gotten a lot of love lately, so. But there's a there's a lot of things he has going for him. I think the main one is his. Um, well, his two traits are just really, really good. One of them is at the beginning of the game, the opponent has to choose one of these, night or day. If they choose night, Nighthawk's combat values are plus one the whole game. If they choose day, they have to modify their defense values of all their characters by negative one, unless they occupy hindering terrain. So, it's, I mean, you're you're screwed either way. Yeah. You're you're at a negative one disadvantage either way. You either give Nighthawk the buff or you take the negative one. It's kind of sad because I think giving Nighthawk the buff is usually the best course of action here unless you are playing a smaller team. Right, and here's the key. Even if you are running a stealth team, like say I'm running a Batman team, I'm like, all right, I'll take the negative one when I'm in hindering because I'm going to spend most time in hindering anyways. So don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Nighthawk sees through hindering terrain on targeting. And he has a running shot with, yeah. with decent range. So Who is Nighthawk? He's a hawk of the night. I mean, obviously. His name is Kyle, Kyle Richmond. Kyle, Kyle Richmond? <laughs> um, he, he also has... His other trait is very good, too. He was. Nighthawk and friendly characters oh. that share a keyword with him may replace their attack value with the unmodified attack value of an adjacent friendly character sharing the same keyword. So it's Sinister uh, Syndicate or Batman Enemy... As long as you all share the same keyword. Um, other than that, he's just a solid dial. I mean, even without those traits, he's 
well, I guess 120 would be a little steep, but it's it's a pretty damn well constructed dial. Looking yeah. at it, you got two clicks of running shot, energy explosion, perplex, with energy shield, toughness, and willpower, and then you got two clicks of charge blades, and then two clicks of sidestep mm. and uh, picks up prob as well. It's like he doesn't really have a bad click. What's What's even worse is if they choose to modify his combat values by one. Yeah, you're looking at a 11 attack. Well, four damage energy explosion, plus he has a perplexed dispense. Yeah, and a 20 top dial with ESD. Yep. I mean, and the potential to get his attack higher if he's using this trait to steal a Hawkeye's 11 or 12. Yeah. You know, with Thunderbolts. He's solid. He's, he's, he's really solid. I think he already has seen some success in meta. I think he's a piece to keep an eye on. He, he also is probably one that's going to be one of the cheaper super rares when it's all said and done. Because mm-hmm. people don't care a whole lot about the the character so if you can pick up a nighthawk cheap i would suggest it i'm just trying to think of what that uh uh second trait would be like hawkeyes of course are the good go-to to take from but what character would benefit really heavily from well also in reverse i mean you can let the cheaper pieces take your 10 if they have a lower yeah. attack value Bunch of shit. Uh, there's a lot of cheap initiative characters that we just got with avengers mm-hmm. assemble and um Defenders. I mean, there's going to be a few defenders, like uh, Iron Fist, for example, is going to have an 11 attack most of the time. He mm-hmm. always has defenders for the most part. So there's going to be ways to do it. Or if you do entity-wise and you give him Green Lantern keyword, and then you... Oh, yeah, true. I didn't even think your, about that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's little tricks you can do, stuff like that as well. We're giving that Legion flight ring. Um, next up is one that's a little more obvious. I'll let you guys talk about but... Superb piece. His price has unfortunately skyrocketed before I could get a hold of one. Yeah, I figured it would happen. Um, uh, immediately after these last few rocks, and he's just been rocking everybody's world. Huh. What's he up to now? Uh, like 20 bucks on eBay. Oh, fuck me. Um, yeah, I still need one. Your okay. friend and mine, we're talking about Super Rare Nick Fury. This guy's dumber than shit. I gave him the big props for the sealed play, but I, I knew he was going to be troubling. Uh, the big props. The big props, yeah. Uh, for uh, Constructed as well. I mean, we've gone over it. He freaking... You knew, huh? You knew? I knew. Look at him. He's 120 points in willpower. Yes, look. Just go over this dial, Drew. No, exactly. I mean, the fact that uh, the highest point character, for uh, he gets an extra attack damage and deals penetrating damage. Like, just straight out deals penetrating. There's no pin side, there's no anything. It's just... It's nuts. Um, he's got room for freaking picking up any attack power that would help him out tremendously. Uh, um, oh, I'm losing my train of thought here. Hunter, help me. <laughs> well... We talked about you already talked about his trade. I think his I think his trade is the best part. Yeah, I was about gonna him. say the plus one attack and damage and dealing penetrating is just crazy. I think him combined with resources or like I, this piece by itself is very very good for the points. When you combine it with a resource or an entity and give it running shot or give it something else it needs, give it um, in, invincible or impervious or something like that, it gets a little out of control. Oh yeah, especially because it's already so stinking good. And you already can't basically hide from him with ignores elevated, ignores hindering, ignores characters. And he has the potential with his damage power on top click, and, well, on four of his six clicks, to get other powers as well. Where you give him a free action, choose a power and opposing character within range. He has nine range. 
in line of fire, but he ignores everything. Right, in line of fire, but he ignores elevated, hindering, and characters. What the hell is really going to block your line of fire in, in general? And so you choose a, a power, a power that an opposing character within range in line of fire can use. Doesn't say possess. So has access to. Oh, I to. didn't even notice that part. So you can take that for away from them, and then the opposing character can't. So whatever power, say your opponent has a really good piece, and they throw an entity on it. And they say, okay, my piece is going to take <coughs> Parallax's Impervious. You just choose Nick Fury to choose Impervious. So basically, you just negated their 25-point entity. You're going to get plus one attack and damage when you shoot at them. And you took away the you, uh, you. You also get to use whatever you took away. And it's just penetrating, nuts. just in case they're playing Phoenix Force or something. Yeah, and you have prop control. Top, like he's just so good. Wait, he's, he gets to use whatever power. He yeah. Does? Oh, I'm sorry. That power. That character can't use that power until your next turn. I was about no, to say that would be nuts. What's even using, better? Well, I'm sorry. I was stacking in my head. Like you, you playing an entity on him as well. So I'm saying you get you get an extra power. You take away their extra power. Yeah. What's well, even ridiculous. better is that this goes through people. This isn't considered countering, is it? It's, it's uh, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's not considered countering. So things that can't be outwitted, it doesn't matter. You're still keeping them from using. And it's not standard powers. It's any powers. So special powers. If there's a special power someone's using that you particularly don't like, uh, any of the really good defense powers that can't be ignored or can't be countered. It does say choose a power. Yep. Uh, He's stinking good, man. All of a sudden, that Hulk that freaking has 15 stop clicks or whatever. So, pick one of these guys up, especially if you can get one for cheaper than 20 bucks right now. The piece, I will say, like Austin boasted, that he knew. I knew that this Hulk at 100, particularly, is going to be ridiculous. His dial is, yeah, it's only five clicks long. Who gives a shit? It has a stop click smack in the middle that you cannot do anything about. For one, he he has five clicks of an, an immaculate top click with charge, eleven attack, four damage, d- damage, damage, traded super strength, so an eleven seven basically. You can't outwit that super strength to get the damage back down. And then he has a damage power when Hulk clears one or more action tokens, place a research token on the card. Of a friendly character with the shield keyword. Doesn't have to be adjacent. Doesn't have to be within so many squares. Guess what? That retarded Nick Fury that we just talked huh. about has the shield keyword. Huh. Even if this power is lost, friendly characters can remove a research token to use outwit until your next huh. turn. You mean Nick Fury can that use outwit? Oh yeah, he can use outwit. Nick Fury that ignores everything on line of fire. Did I also mention, it didn't say on the card of another friendly character with the shield keyword. He can just give it to himself and use outwit. I didn't even think about that. Yep. So... As I said, he's he's got a... What other piece for 100 points is going to be able to charge 11 attack 7 damage and outwit you? Like Not a not lot. Not a lot. Especially with Avengers and Shield keywords. And then he has the stop click in the middle that you can't do anything about. When this click is revealed due to taking damage, stop turning the dial. When he would be dealt damage, roll a d6 that can't be re-rolled. So you're already... This whole thing can't be ignored. Uh, he already is going to guaranteed stop. But then from there on out, for the rest of the game, while this click is showing, he's either going to get invul, invincible, or completely ignore the damage that's dealt. I feel like WizKids is going to do a documentary of like their office one of these days, and the guy with the camera is going to walk by, and we're going to see a desk covered in hulks, and the name Steve will be right there. <laughs> we're going to be like, we knew it! <laughs> and you're like, well, he lost super strength, he's not going to hit me. Oh, like, 
or he lost a charge. He still has sidestep and he still has the traded super strength, so he can still do the damage. Cool. I, I really like this figure for 100 points. I'm a fan of these pieces they've been doing lately that are around 100 or so points and have a really short dial, but it's packed. Like the yeah. like the Trinities, like that Batman that's only you know yeah. however many points, and the Superman for 115. Like they're short dials, but they're they're really packed. All everything in there. Well, to be fair, I don't like pieces that have crippled down dials if I'm not playing a team with good medics anyway. It feels like I'm just wasting my own time running around with a 9 attack 2 damage right. on a character for 5 clicks. And most of the heavy hitters in the metagame these days hit you so hard, it doesn't matter whether you have 5 clicks or 6 clicks, you're not going to live through mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? That being said... Uh... This guy on top dial is particularly nasty because his stop click, if you get him in, or if if he's in and he's got a stop click, I think he has flurry with 12 attack and 6 damage. Which one? Hulk at his 300. Oh, at 300. Yeah, so like he's just super dumb in every, like... For regular games, yeah, he's pretty good at three hundred too. Yeah, see, he's get, he gets he's a stop click on a nineteen six flurry. He'll get the stop click three times on the three hundred point out, <laughs> but but for a hundred, I think being able to fit that as as strong as Avengers and Shield is right now, yeah, like this guy's meta for sure, and he already has done really really well. No doubt, he is meta. If they didn't knock Brother Voodoo out, freaking Shield would be still even more nuts. Next, we have Fitz from the Fast Forces. Now. The thing about Fitz, he's a solid dial, but it's the combination of him plus getting Henry for free that makes this a great piece for 50 points and the reason why it's seen meta play already on S.H.I.E.L.D. teams. We talked about S.H.I.E.L.D. is ridiculous right now. It's going to be ridiculous for the next year. Might as well get used to it. Um, the, the reason this character is good, he has field team backup. He brings in Henry. And then in general, he's just a solid support piece. He's got sidestep, so he can keep up with the rest of your team to be able to give them the shield team ability. He's got TK, and then he also has, again, the shield team ability. So if you're not going to be TKing, pump up some, give yourself power action, pump up somebody's damage for this turn. And then uh, on clicks 2, 3, and 4, he has perplex as well. Or you can give him a power action and a friendly character within line of fire that shares a keyword can use perplex as well. So you have, then you then give your team two perplexes. So it's like you have options. And in meta, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. You want options for matchups. So, for example, on click on click number two on this guy, you have three really good options. You have TK, you have the shield team ability, the power action version, and then you have the ability to get an extra perplex by giving him a power action. So it's like whatever you need in the situation, he has access to. I mean, like if you really think about it, like people paid fifty points for that old Scarlet Witch for what? Outwit, perplex, and barrier. No, um, per problem. Or sorry, per problem barrier. That and was mystic. And mystic. mystic stuff. Oh, and yeah, Pensai. But never mind. Shut up. But <laughs> that. So the dial by itself is solid. We would call this a solid solid dial. But it's the fact that you're getting Henry for free as well. Henry is by himself worth paying fifteen points for. Oh yeah, he's just a little little empower enhancement that can just phase around the board where it, whenever whenever he wants to, and the fact that you're getting him for free from Fitz is what's ridiculous. So for fifty points, basically Fitz is providing you plus one range, the potential for plus one damage, TK, <laughs> and then Henry. Which is giving you empower enhancement, so giving you another extra damage, and then a it's perplex. like yeah, and then the perplex. So it's like he has all these things going for him. I think 
he's going to continue to see play on shield teams, not by himself. You're not going to throw a Fitz on your if you're if you're building a team that's not a theme team. There was probably better things, you, or there may be better things you reach for ahead of Fitz. But if you're building a shield team, you give a very strong consideration to Fitz, oh. and you're going to be building a, a shield team a lot right it's now. It's worth noting the rules thing with Henry. Henry's not technically a bystander or a horde token. Some people seem to, for some reason, think he is, which means he does, in fact, break theme team if you do play just Henry. Blaze, uh, why would but you? he's still good for 15 points. I will talk about Blazing. All right, Blazing Skull is the last one. I love Ghost Rider. He's already seen some potential, and he's very good. He's a uh, smoke sweet every day because he's blazing. And uh, let's see here. Yeah, <laughs> the joke was so bad, Drew. Like it was just—I mean, I've made. That's some why bad he's jokes. saying it. Because That's it's why so I'm bad. saying it. But I mean, like, he doesn't understand irony. I don't. Think I'm sorry, Drew. I'm sorry. I'm a hipster, Austin. Anyway. You're hurting my feelings. Anyway. For one, I have to have feelings. Blazing Skull has the uh, invader straight. Uh, He, of course, has invaders and uh, reporter and mystical. Reporter? Yeah. Mystical's going to help. Doesn't Mark Todd sound like a reporting name to you? Mark Todd sounds like a name I could trust. I feel like I could shake shake that man's hand. I could take him out to a business lunch. Would you buy a car from a man named Mark Todd? I feel like I would hire him at my business factory. It's just the fact that business factory. It's just that the fact that both of his names, you know, have the same my business factory corporation. Although to be fair, it is two first names, which means he can't be trusted. (laughs) That's the rule, and it applies. Okay. Continue. So, uh, Blazing Skull, he's a guy. What a guy. <laughs> Aside from his marijuana problem, what does he provide in the Hero Clicks department? <laughs> he would not consider that a problem, but <laughs> he, uh, this guy's got a pretty nice top dial for 70 points. He's got that charge with 9 movement, 11 attack. He's got a special attack ability. He's poison and super strength. Ooh, that's pretty good. Uh, he's got an 18 defense with, I think, is that? Shape change and toughness. Shape change and toughness. Three damage. He's he's solid. He's a solid dial. I think the reason he's seeing meta play right now and the reason he might continue to see a little bit is the mystical keyword. Mystical in general doesn't have a whole lot of Super close strength. combat attackers. The one that they did depend on, Iron, White Ranger Iron Fist, he just rotated. And he was around the same point value, 80 points. So there's not a lot of cheap mystical at close combat attackers these days. Super Nonetheless, ones that have... I mean, this is a well-built dial. Oh, you yeah. you have charger super or a sidestep on every single click, and you have poison on the first five of six. Um, he's just a solid dial for 70 points. And then his other trait, when he's a target of a ranged combat attack, the attacker's maximum damage is printed, helps in the metagame way more than it does in, in regular play. So you're not going to just one-shot blast this guy you know what i mean like because you'd have to have a what one two three four you'd have to hit for six penetrating yeah without any buffs at all on your damage right i mean and that stops range combat expert like you know what i mean it it shuts down a lot Mm -hmm. so i think that's why he has already seen some rock play and i think he he will here and there see continue to see some rock play i do like the rules wording on that though that the maximum damage is its printed value like we haven't seen Mm -hmm. that wording before so, 
that wraps it up. I mean, there's there's more we could throw in there, but those are the ones that are already seeing some play and that you guys should keep an eye on and maybe pick up if you're interested uh, in those pieces. For the most part, they're not expensive uh, aside from the uh, Nick Fury. So those are the pieces to keep an eye on. We'll do we'll throw the community question up on Facebook this week. Like what what piece do you think we missed in our discussion? And maybe we can we can do a little honorable mention for those. I pieces honestly next think week. that Nick Fury holding the Watcher's testicle is going to be there for quite a while. Yeah, I mean he he's got the Watcher <laughs> by the balls. What do you? What I they tell you? Like I want not know. I feel bad. <laughs> they tell you everything you need to know on the sculpt. <laughs> is that where it went? Did Nick Fury take it, Drew? <laughs> is he the only one who's man enough? Yes. <laughs> so I hear we're taking a trip down the corner today. It's been a long time. I think I've forgotten how to get there, Austin. I, I think we need to plug it in the GPS. I, I can't remember. Why don't you take it left? Are we going to plug it into the Keith Keith? Freaking. Oh, never mind. Whatever. Okay, you, you want bad jokes? You got them, folks, <laughs> here on Annihilation Um. So. What are you selling us today, Drew? What am I selling you? Besides a great deal. <laughs> Put that in the back of your mind. 55 points. All right. How do you like that? That's, I, mean, I like is that, that one. Is that your range? That's cheaper than the average figure. Yeah, yeah. We'll go that far. Supporty. He's pretty supporty. That's what I want in my 55-point piece. I'm going to throw out a, a couple words that are going to blow your mind. All right. Dial versatility. That sounds sexy. That does sound Is this sexy. a PowerPoint presentation? It sounds sexy. <laughs> you. Imagine two different options. What would you do with that? I would play one two of the two options. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, was that a rhetorical question? Or am I supposed to just not answer? Don't what, worry about it. What are you giving me on my two options? What, what are my What are my options? Barrier. Some uh, dig. Some uh, perplex and uh, shape change. Dig. All right. All right. Other side. Other side. We got. We got phasing. He's, he can't carry people. He's, he's, he's on the ground. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, some smoke cloud. All right. ESD and toughness. All right. And fucking perplex again. All right. All right. He's got versatility. That's pretty nice. So I have the option between toughness or barrier. Uh, sorry, not... smoke cloud or barrier. Yeah, but I that, like that. But, but that second dial gets a little gets a little deeper. Mm. Goes on to some pulse wave. Oh. Yeah, we're getting into the real shit now. Oh, I like it. Granted, it's only with four range, but <laughs> who are we talking about here, Hunter? I'll tell you. That's <laughs> <laughs> gonna say what? <laughs> That's right. It's not your segment. It's mine. <laughs> is this a man or a woman? This is a woman. I want to take her out to dinner. Right? Uh, it's a a man who can change. So I guess a little bit in between there. I... It's a man we haven't seen for a very long time. <laughs> a man who only showed up for one issue of a comic and then disappeared. <laughs> Yet he's clicked and Killer Moth can't get nothing for fucking... Fuck Killer Moth. He was in it for a couple. He was like two, three issues. Well, he's also a really old character from Vertigo, though. Yeah, he is. He had his own he series his own, for a while. I was still sad he didn't stick around. Shade, the changing man. Alright. I really like this piece. I There's one thing... One very key thing, though, about him is he has a Justice League keyword. Oh, well, yeah, there's that. Justice League does not have many support pieces. It really Like, you, you talk about Avengers, you have the Scarlet Witch. 
You know what I mean? You have a couple. You have so many versions of Scarlet Witch at this point. You've got your Donald Blakes. Yeah, you got your Donald Blakes. Justice League is suffering a little bit in the support department. Shade is one of your, if not your best option for cheap support in the Golden Age. Because, as as Drew said, he's got the two different dials. If your team needs some barrier. Dial versatility. Dial versatility. If your team needs barrier, you got that. If you TM. need smoke cloud, you got that. Both options have perplex. So when I've played them, I usually I typically play the A side, the barrier and perplex, because he has the perplex the whole entire dial on that side. And he alternates between barrier smoke and smoke. So I usually keep him back, use perp, and then use him for theme props as well. And then barrier here and there or smoke cloud here and there. Gee Hunter, this to. guy doesn't like cause PTSD flashbacks for me or anything because you didn't play the Justice League team base with him and barrier them in constantly. I'm not talking about. <laughs> so. Sounds like a real scummy thing to do. Yeah, I really I like know, that. Right? You'd think it'd be like something I would do. That was in our Gen Con preparation game. And I was playing oh, three Iron Man Iron so Patriots. I, <laughs> I was playing three Iron Man Iron Patriots against the team because it was only fair. <laughs> That's Sounds- true. Sounds that like was the know. game that my Green Arrow energy exploded your team for like twenty something damage oh, in was, one it shot. Was horrific. So how much were we thinking, dude? They were cleaning up iron. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. All right. This guy's probably gonna. Two dollars and forty nine cents. I'll sell them to you for twenty five cents, but they're gonna sell them to you for a dollar. So ninety nine cents. Austin yeah. says two dollars and forty nine. I'll go dollar forty nine. Cool stuff. Inc. Shade the Changing Man zero twelve. 99 cents. Right on All the right. nose. Drew Alderson. Alderson. How you doing? Drew Alderson. The mini without a card is worth Yeah, more. what is with that? His prices, uh, Drew's prices are true. That's why you hit no price gouging going on here. Look at him. Right on the nose, 99 cents. And all his profits go right back into more of these big stage presentations where he shows us PowerPoints. <laughs> and cocaine. And, and, and the, cocaine. <laughs> the cocaine. The mountains of cocaine that were expected. They may have enhanced our feelings on the PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> this may true. have been slightly inebriated. You know how you come in and there's a fruit basket on top of the presentation? <laughs> For me, I, there's cocaine. I, I'm just saying the LSD and the sprinklers helped a little bit, too. So, in community last week, we talked... We <laughs> had like a, fire breaks out and freaking the fuck out. We had a good question. Uh, a, the best break ever. a fan asked us if we could make our own OP kits... In the style that WizKids has been doing with the DC three figure and the Marvel three figure, what would we make uh, if we could make our own? Two Arrowettes and a Batman. <laughs> oh wait, no, no, sorry, that's been done. <laughs> uh, so, what would you guys do for your Marvel and for your? I want to hear Drew since he made fun of mine. My... I don't know <laughs> exactly. Um, I said for Marvel, I would like to do a circle of four. But I would like to do yeah. the returning sculpt X-23, since we don't have a normal X-23, probably due to the X-Men problems. Um, and then for the new sculpt, do the uh, symbiote circle, or uh, symbiote uh, vengeance Red Hulk. And then throw in whatever. X-23 is my favorite in human. <laughs> <laughs> what about on the DC side? Um... I'd probably do Red Lanterns. I think they're going to get around to it. What? Like Red gonna... Lanterns? Like, I don't know. There wasn't just a set a couple couple months ago that had, you know, enough Red Lanterns for you? I guess it did you. cover everybody, didn't it? Yeah, for I tend to part. forget that, like... I mean, it didn't do Skalix particularly, but his sculpt was the one for the recruit, yeah. so it's like they did pretty much get everybody. Did they do the red and green Guy Gardner? 
Yeah. Yeah. The the thing I mean they're doing they are doing a white they're doing a white lantern op kit but if you think about it Kyle and Swamp Thing were like the only ones they did so that that's warranted I think the white lantern one Um, I don't know I mean like DC's been doing a good job of covering this stuff I read lately screw it Blackhawks op kit there you go yeah DC GI Joe. What's wrong with the Blackhawks? I like Blackhawks. I like that book. Hunter you like what? It. What would you like, Drew Alderson? <laughs> You're funny. You're funny. <laughs> this man is funny. Drew Alderson would like a different Sinister Six OP kit with not Rhino and not Walter. No, it's Rhino, Mysterio, and uh, Doc Ock. Doc Ock. Oh, okay. What's that's wrong perfect. with that? That's Doc perfectly Rock fine, man. I thought it was Walter. And... Anyway, let's see here. Marvel. Superior Foes of Spider-Man. There you go. LP kit. I'm digging it. I would like that as a sub-theme in a set period. Yeah, definitely. Maybe in a Spider-Verse set that we may or may not want. Yeah. Maybe. Let's just, see DC. Just say we may or may not want this. DC-sided. Uh, Steve, I would do anything. Grifter. <laughs> there you go. I like uh, it. Let's see here. A new Wildcats OP a kit. A Team 7 OP would kit be, would get a Grifter. Yeah. You'd have to get two shitty figures to get your grifter. <laughs> I'd get my grifter. Freaking what's-her-name's father. Uh, Fairchild's father as they, the scientist. They could do another Deathstroke, though. If they did Let's see. So. Uh, grifter, Terry, yeah. and uh, Frankenstein. There you go. There's your All right. What's the theme of that one? Uh, Shit Drew wants. Future's in. There you go. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, suck on my fat dog <laughs> right there, bud. Uh, well, I would good. go... Marvel, I go Fantastic Four. Obviously, you're not gonna be able to fit them all. Ah, good luck um, with that one. So just be Valerian Franklin. Then. Um, I think I would, I think I would leave out the thing because we already have some decent ones of him. We need we need more versions of Sue and Johnny though. Johnny definitely because yeah, didn't, his pe- he didn't get made in the in the Chaos War yeah. run, so. I'd like those three, and then on the DC side, I'd probably do a Teen Titans one with a brand new Morph for Beast Boy. That's number one. If I had it my way, they'd all three just be different Morphs for Beast Boy, but uh, a new Morph for Beast Boy. A Ravager. A Starfire dial that has the Teen Titans keyword, but also is a cheapish points figure, like maybe her rookie version, maybe around like 70, 80, because all the Starfires that have Teen Titans keyword are like super crazy expensive. Like, yeah. like 140 or 130. Um, so like a cheapish Starfire. And then... Um, and Too then, much spaghetti, Austin? And then a Cyborg Teen Titans dial that's actually good. Because the one they made in Teen Titans was not very good at all for the team the base. The one in... Uh, but it doesn't have Teen Titans. The, the good one doesn't have Teen Titans. That's what, what I'm saying. No. Oh, God. Because it's like it's the new 52 version. The new 52 version. Avengers. The so so War version. one doesn't even have it? Hmm. That's so... Yeah, cool. I'm not crazy about that one anyway. Um, but it's at least decent. Yeah. Can I change my choice to a Doctor Doom OP kit for Marvel, except two of them are Doom bots and one's actually Doctor Doom, and you don't know which one's which? Fair enough. So, uh... I was just thinking about it. Uh-oh. What if... They... W- they were going to do DC, then another Marvel set. But they had the idea for the Marvel set about the time this, uh, you know, whole Marvel band Fantastic Four and X-Men thing came out. What if the next set was going to be Fantastic Four? 
I think it's not crazy to believe that that was on the horizon. Yeah, I mean, or at least a big sub. We were due for yeah. in a, in a set. I think from a design standpoint, they definitely had one on the books. Ah, it's just. I like... think it pisses me off more and more, especially now that we know we're not going to get any for a long time. That they didn't do it in Guardians of the Galaxy. That really fucking like it pissed me off when we when the set got listed and they weren't there. Pissed me off even more now that I know that we're not going to get them for a long time. I'm never like, that gonna, was your chance right there. I'm never going to get another saber tooth. It's never going to happen. Yeah. So, um, dang it, there was something about Fantastic Four. I was going to say I play for So, getting into some other mailbag. Jesse Robertson asks, "What's our favorite ID as far as calling in characters to use for the effects and calling at the end of the game?" Uh, we did. We went over all that say, on our episode. Yeah, the one the episode we did with Married with Clicks on ID cards answers all of those in detail. So check that episode out. We have some best build submissions here, which we're going to talk about in just a second. And then um, Hero Clicks Twelve at on Gmail asks us. Uh, new question, what's your favorite just individual piece in Nick Fury? Your personal favorite. Not best, but your favorite. Super Nick Fury. I think it's a cool character. They did a good job with it. Pick a different character. It's my favorite character in the set! We already talked about him. I, I'm not allowed to have a favorite character that yeah, also happens to be good. Just, yeah, just what's your your personal favorite? Well, that was my personal favorite. No, that's fine. I don't know. Yeah, just ham it in, Austin. Phone it in. I like him, too. I don't know if he's Okay, let's absolute... just all Nick Fury. Let's not talk about any other pieces because we're fucking lazy. I don't think he's my favorite, but he's definitely up there for me. See? No, he's your favorite. <laughs> fucking Drew, what is... Who shitting your coffee? This morning, I did. <laughs> I think I would go with either Baron Strucker or um, the Sam as Cap because I I think it's cool that they did one of those. That's probably not gonna last yeah. very long. Yeah. Like he's probably gonna be Captain America that long. The dial looks fun. It comes with the pigeons. Like it's <laughs> pigeon a really tokens. cool. It's a cool sculpt too. I think that I want to take the pigeon tokens and put them with a magician villain. <laughs> For them with Zatanna. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I know my next theme. Well, break theme team. But <laughs> I don't even think you can Does play Namor the Does Namor have Inhumans keyword? Uh, we can check. No. Doesn't even have an X-Men or anything. Okay, best sculpt goes to Namor. Yeah, by far. See, I don't like this sculpt. What? Hey, hey, you're not the only one. Everybody loves that sculpt. It's, I don't know. I don't like it. Dude, it's fucking nuts in person. I'm telling you right now. It's nuts. I'm looking at it here. I definitely am not huge on it, but I would have to see it in person. It's fucking amazing. All right. Anyway, my uh, my favorite piece of this set. Uh, this, this scroll is bad. Uh, it's Shield Satellite. It is Shield Satellite now. Huh? <laughs> I'm gonna go with Imperial Hydra. I do like Imperial Hydra. It's pretty cool. Oh, is that the? Yeah, that's really. It is cool too. Yeah. Also, the um, that other big Hydra thing. What am I thinking of? Iron Nail. No, there's another crazy Hydra thing. Lord, basically. Um. I don't know what I was thinking. Anyway, there's Imperial Hydra who is does a lot of cool stuff. He makes shield air. Not shield guys. Hydra guys, and uh, just. Uh, you know, Hydra's reach is invasive. Invit, just like he's gonna check your oil. I remember what I was gonna say earlier about the Fantastic Four. If the if the rights revert back to Marvel, I hope they go with a Netflix series instead of a movie. 
Because I feel like that it would make a better sci-fi Star Trek style, like families go, the family going out and doing random yeah. stuff. I don't care what to do. Also, Doctor Demonicus is super fun. I love, I love that guy. Why don't you pick something that's not meta, Drew? Doctor Demonicus is not meta. So, moving over to our Facebook page. Uh, Jake had a good one here. He links us something and says, this seems like a pretty good move on WizKids' parts. So, this is something that WizKids announced only on Twitch. Every Friday between 4 and 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 to 10 Eastern, the uh, cast of Watch Geek and Sundry will play Heroclix Live with special guest stars. So, I think it's a fantastic idea. It's just Geek and Sundry. Um, it's not Watch Geek and Sundry. Hmm. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Did I say watch it's, Geek and Sundry? Yes. Oh, sorry. Geek and Sundry's cast, um, a, but with special guests as well. It's Will Wheaton's big nerd group of stuff. Yeah, they got him. Like they've been, ha- he plays a bunch of different games. Great! I'm going to play Battle Royals with Will Wheaton next year. He's going to be a dick, and I just don't want to. It's okay, Drew. I think we need to, in general, like if I had the time, I would love. To do Just it, to but support. somebody needs to be streaming HeroClix more often. Um, I think it's something that people would enjoy. I don't know that that people outside of the game would enjoy as much, but yeah. there's always the potential that it picks up extra people. But I think we have a big enough group in general across the United States and across the world of like hardcore HeroClix players that you would get plenty of, of eyeballs on it. There's a lot of HeroClix players. Um, and then in the actual message department, we have a couple that I missed from last week. I apologize. Uh, Which actor do you think... Oh, sorry. It's taking forever now. Why's your internet got to be bad, Hunter? Because I have 24 megabit AT&T. You know what's really nice, Hunter? Shut your face. I run a 225 megabit with 25 megabit upload. Well, Europe not. is laughing at you right now. <laughs> Actually, something's wrong with my thing in general. It's, it's like you're shit. disconnected or something. All right, well, I'll pull it up on the, the uh, Facebook. Yeah, we went to return our return the boxes to Comcast the other day, and freaking we thought about walking in there with a cake and lightning and blowing out the candles and everything about it. Just thought it'd be great. Well, while I'm uh, getting this, we picked our best build submissions. We did. Yes, we did. We did. We did. We sure did. I had JC Reeser from uh, Gmail. Uh, I can't look it up and do this at the same time. But uh, the teams are right in front of me. So uh, one of them, the heroes team is Flash, Superman, Animal Man, and Shade the Changing Man. That guy sounds familiar, Hunter. Would he be some sort of valuable Silver Age figure? Shut your I picked I picked that specifically because Animal Man was on the team and I've been wanting to try him and I have yet to play either of the other t- I actually I lie I have played that Superman before but I haven't played Shade forever and I have been wanting to play that Flash for a long time so and then the uh, villains team was the Black Order with Corvus Proxima and Thanos I've never played Proxima or Thanos and I'll never skip a chance to play Corvus Glaive so Corvus that was mine. What did you play last week that shut Corvus down? It was Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. Last week, I... Frankenstein shut Corvus down? I played oh, yeah. a Justice League Dark team, and Frank was, like, 
MVP all three games, man. He's just wrecking face. And, uh... Because he stops yeah, healing. Yeah, he, he hit Frank with the blades that stops healing, and so he was just completely nerfed. <laughs> there was a figure the game before that that I can't remember who it was, but Frank hit with the not no healing, and it, it, he hit it onto Regen and Prob or something like that. I was like, well, sorry about your luck. Like, Frank is a beast. Um, let's see. You guys had... Austin had a Shield and Hydra team, which was from... Sorry, we're moving us slow because of the stupid internet connection. Uh, Travis Schultz, we picked his de- uh, theme teams or uh, best builds before. I think he's even won once. Actually, I think the time that you won, Austin, I don't remember ever winning. Was tra- yeah, you won, you won once. once. I think he was the one who uh, did the team. Hopefully, he delivers me to victory once again. Uh, the Hydra team, Johann Schmidt, Imperial Hydra. We were just talking about. I'm sorry, it's two. One is Nazi. The Baron Strucker. Agent Ward, Madam Hydra, and Laura Brown with the ATA on there. Austin's a Nazi. <laughs> Is that really a surprise? He hates <laughs> handicapped people. He's a racist. I'm not racist. Drew's the one that's racist. He's probably sexist I'm too. He racist. just yet has has yet to accidentally share that on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, his shield team is Simmons. I hit my women exactly as much as they deserve to be hit. <laughs> Simmons, Peggy Carter, shield oh, bodyguard, God. shield recruit, and then the fast forces for shield. Um, that's awesome. Good thing Ty, Dial H isn't on Tumblr. <laughs> and then, God bless. I am not racist, I am not sexist, I am not anything. And then Drew Alderson has Hades from AOL. People still use AOL? I know, freaking... You'd be surprised in medical still records a website. the AOL email addresses we get. And uh, Hades' best built team was... The Heroes was a soldier theme with uh, Falcon and Captain America, both from Winter Soldier set. And then... You want to play some pigeons, buddy? And then Winter Soldier from Nick Fury, just to keep things confusing. And then Jason of Sparta, really good piece. And then the villains team, he has a Kree theme team with uh, the best Ronin ever printed, the movie Ronin. Uh, 106 from the starter set and then the two LEs from the Guardians of the Galaxy LE uh, OP kit Captain Atlas and Colonel Yon Rog. Yon Rog I love that Rona I haven't. I don't think I've ever played either of those LEs though I didn't know they existed <laughs> so we'll be playing those not today but next Saturday so we will give you guys the the update on the results, and we'll talk about our matches and all that stuff once that's over. I'd so. say we'd give you the skinny, but we're a pretty doughy lot. Boy, he's just full of bad <laughs> jokes today. <laughs> just bringing this podcast down. Yes, I'm the one bringing it down. Okay, I finally got the uh, Facebook questions to pull up here. Malcolm Rush, man from Japan, says, Best all-around Wait. set. Okay, never mind. Best all-around set ever made. Not your favorite, but the best that's ever been made. What's the perfect set? That's a hard one. I I really like Nick Fury and Guardians of the Galaxy. I I like the way they're constructed. I like all these different generics. I like all these different A and B dials. I like a lot of commons and uncommons. And then solid... Solid versions of super rares, and like uh, those are probably two of the best sets they've the ever done. Only hit against Nick Fury, I have, and it's a very minor one. Is I feel like keyword variety is kind of diluted, but true. And Guardians had a little more variety yeah. on keyword, but I I still think Nick Fury and Guardians were best constructed sets they've done in a long time. Yeah, those would be my two, my two favorite. 
What about you, Drew? And probably the Batman set. I enjoyed the Batman set a lot, too. Um, oh, Amazing Spider-Man was good, too. But I'm, still. I'm going to say Streets of Gotham was pretty fucking good. Um, a lot of people spent a lot of money on that. <laughs> <laughs> Named Austin Smith. I only bought a... No, Hunter bought the Bricks no, of Streets I of bought Gotham. A, I bought a shit ton. But I guess I like Streets of Gotham so much because Jamie was selling them extremely cheap. You bought so many. I basically had him sell them at cost because he had like you bricks. He and had bricks like bricks and, and bricks. bricks and bricks. I was like, dude, you're not gonna get anything. Let's just get rid of this shit and get your money back. And I was like, all right, here we go, party time. I remember because prizes we were giving out fires and ices and shit like four months after Streets um, of Gotham. Was let's ever. see. That was a joke, by the way. Um. <laughs> See, we weren't sure, and we both... Lo- Me and Hunter looked at each other like, okay, I guess, Drew. <laughs> he asked for a worse set, but I feel like there's so many bad ones we could throw in there, we would sit here all day and say bad sets. Hammer of Thor is the worst set. Because it was so limited. <laughs> yeah, it was limited. Very uh, limited on the difference in keywords as well and sub-themes. That's you, probably one. You know what set I consider a bad set? Wolverine the X-Men. What? Because the quality problems we had on launch were just terrible. Yeah, they did nah, fuck that true. up really bad. That's true. That's a good point. The set itself, though, is... The set itself was okay. Extremely good. Um, it was just pulling I actually chases think and shit. Was this isn't bad. my fanboy bias. I think Flash is amazing. I think if you're going to do you know, a character that everybody loves, you do it like that. I agree. I think I'm not even... like I, I like Flash, but I don't love Flash, but I really enjoyed that set, too. Also, uh, we're never going to get another Rachel Ghoul. Ruben William Torres. Oh, no, we got Superman and Batman. Because Dark Knight Rises was pretty good. I like Dark Knight Rises. Ruben William Torres says, The song from last week was from The Cave in Pokemon. So, I said, a lot of you guys are going to guess the game. I doubt any of you guys get the location right. I mean, and, no, me and Drew sat and shot off guesses for a while. And yeah. Then shot so, off something else. You, uh, <laughs> Ruben, it is Pokemon uh, Red and Blue. It is not The Cave. All right, Brian Drake. I believe this is from last week. Yeah. Uh, so I was hap- I happened to be performing in Arkansas this week. I was picking up my wife from Tulsa, at, uh, from Tulsa from the airport, and as I was waiting, I went to a game store. Lo and behold, it was the Tulsa Regional Rock. I had no clue I could have brought my stuff and played. That being said, I've never seen such diverse style teams. Of course, the the typical yellow lantern wall or battery with wall. And Parallax possessed Trinity War Superman was doing well. But I was glad to see a lot of other stuff as well. There was a heated moment where someone who knows better than this, no less, quit mid-game because his opponent asked him if on his turn he could try not to perplex and other free actions after he declares your turn. So basically, Austin and I are playing each other. Yeah, yeah. This is why I'm, I'm going to break it down because the, the wording is a little heavy. tricky. So Austin and I are playing each other, and yeah, this is a rock super cue, so it's pretty high up there. Right. You know, a few steps under worlds. And I say, I do all my actions. I say, your turn. I say that to Austin, but then I say, oh, and I'm going to perplex this and this and this and that. In a typical game, you don't really give a shit. Like, right. everybody does. This is a super But rock. it's you're supposed to be... On your You're supposed to be clear, concise, everything by the rules, just so there's no fuzziness. So 
after I keep doing that to Austin, halfway through the game, Austin's like, hey. Please stop. You know, it, when you say it's my turn or you say end of turn, it's the end of the turn. This stop doing stuff. It's basically me every week. And then I rage out and I just quit mid-match. So that's basically what he's saying happened. He's I saying, was, go ahead. <laughs> I was saying at first, I was like, it's starting to sound like me. And then, then he said that and I'm like, okay, stop. So he says, have you guys... Uh, had sh- straight up uncomfortable situations like that ever occur <laughs> yes. besides Drew's anger uh, for not bringing the right Phoenix Force attachments I don't even remember that that was pretty bad there's I I think it's it comes with the territory I mean any no offense to the nerd community as a whole but a lot of people get really salty over some really dumb shit good example is penetrating psychic blast and this guy named Rick <laughs> This is this is my experience with it anyway. So he got super shitty at me because I didn't announce penetrating psychic blast until after I had attacked, and I think that's okay now. But it used to be a long time ago that you had to declare it. Technically, you have to, but it doesn't matter. Like if you're if you're attacking me and you have psychic blast and running shot, you're just gonna and I have impervious. Why the fuck would you not use Psychic Blast? Exactly. It makes no sense at all. Especially in a casual So obviously, I assume you're using Psychic Blast. So if it's a cat, yeah, if it's like today's games, I'm not going to be like, no, that's bullshit. Like, well, who's going to Or at do, least you can bring like, it up to your opponent and be like, could you please announce it when you're going to use Psychic Blast round? And then boom, and then you move on. I doubt I've gotten like super pissed enough to like quit when someone asked me to do something. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. If I if a pro, someone yeah. had a problem with my play, they could always. I have. People just need to remember this is play. this I is only cheated with vehicles. People just need to keep in mind this is a that game. was the worst thing. After just looking back on that, oh my gosh! And we, <sighs> this is a game. On top of it, it's a game that you should not be taking very seriously. Competitive. We're adult men playing with action figures because this is not built or held together very well to be a competitive game. That's another topic for another day, but. Uh, P.S. Will we see a return of the DC countertop sets uh, like New 52 and Streets of Gotham? I really liked the sculpts of New 52. I did as well. That was a. I like the countertop sets, but the problem is I don't think they sell as well. I see. That's I'm kind of in the same boat. The countertop displays do give you better sculpts in general, but price wise, you're not getting bang for your buck. You're not getting enough figures, yeah. and no, really not. they and as Austin said, they tend to not sell as well either. Oh, uh, I I, th- I think I remember someone announced they announced something that was kind of isn't the is the turtle set Tur- turtle turtle yeah turtles when's that supposed to come out no no word yet on that well like I've said since we started playing I'd love a Marvel Knights countertop set I mean now freaking they just make a freaking five figure booster set out of the Reno Khan says first which actor do you think does the best job representing their hero or villain. I think, I think RDJ is Iron Man. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's... that's he's, like, born for that. Uh, villain? Hmm. Obviously, that new guy is Doctor Doom. <laughs> I'm still wary about Jason... Or, uh, Eisenberg as a freaking Luther. Like, the idea is interesting, and I'm hoping he does it justice, no pun intended, but... Yeah, that's great and all, but the movie... The, movie the guy who played Doc Ock did a pretty good job, I thought, in Spider-Man 2. Yeah, he was pretty good. Um, I liked Garfield as Spider-Man. I don't know why people shit on him. Yeah, so I liked those movies, too. They're pretty solid. Uh, I, I feel like I'm missing a big one, though. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think of someone who's just flat out irreplaceable as the character. They yeah, that's much. what I'm saying. Loki, no doubt. He's okay. I feel like he's overhyped as shit, though. This guy gets it. Like, why is the character so crazy? The character about? is overhyped as shit, but the char- guy playing him is still really good. Yeah, he, he does a solid job. Hiddleston does a solid job. Like, Loki's not a hard character to Obviously, get. I don't all. know what... Right. exactly. Deep, complex thing. Hugo Weaving did a good job as Red Skull. Yeah. I'm but sad he that he won't return. He does a good job in anything. He said he doesn't want to be typecast as a supervillain. It made me well, sad. it's a little too late for that, Hugo Weaving. You've you were been... Elrond in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> you were <laughs> You're Agent Smith in The Matrix, more importantly. Are you sure I thought Elrond was a pretty good supervillain? <laughs> He was a dick. I'll say that. I right. think we're forgetting the Thought best uh, Mickey Rourke as Whiplash. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mickey Rourke as Mickey Rourke with superpowers, you mean? If you had to choose a named keyword, and you could only play figures with that keyword from now on... Oh, God. Which Shield. keyword would you choose? Shield, easily. See, here's the tricky parts, like... Everyone would hate Austin, then. I already already well, played basically Shield. The tricky part of this question, it's like... You would want to pick something that you really, really love, like, for me, like, Fantastic Four. But I'm not going to be stuck playing these shitty, very, very small, limited never be able to play modern again. <laughs> of pieces of Fantastic Four. I have to pick something that I like, but also has a lot of choices. That's the that's the struggle. I think probably Gotham City. Because I, then you, because we do get... Then some, they change the keyword. Yeah. <laughs> we do sometimes get villains that have Gotham City, so I would I would have my villains and my Batman characters. Hunter's holding a lot of hope. And this. the GCPD, so it's like I'd get a lot of stuff. I, I would... Drew uh, kick Brotherhood of Mutants so you could never play a saber team. <laughs> I'm never gonna... Yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm sorry, Drew. Well, now that he's an Avenger, you could pick Avengers and get him. He's still never gonna be in the fucking sets. Uh, I don't know. Justice League, something. Uh, yeah, Justice League be a solid one too. Yeah, because yeah, Justice League Dark's covered under Justice League now, isn't it? Or is it still its own keyword? Um, it's it's its, it's its own keyword now. It's just the ATA got changed to include okay. the Justice League Dark keyword. Yeah, I don't know. That's a rough question. Ethan Jacobs, I think the game was Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow. The theme was from Lavender Town, Pokemon Cemetery. That is also incorrect. I, that was my first guess, too. And then, there was a third one that somebody else guessed, and they said Pokemon, they said the wrong location, but I'm having trouble finding it. So, anyways, it was Pokemon Red and Blue. It was not any of the locations you guys guessed. Because we're terrible. It was Viridian Forest. It has a really cool, creepy vibe to it. There's fucking bug catchers everywhere. So before we wrap up... Austin would be a bug catcher. Wait, we gotta talk about... I like the picture. I know, I know. Okay, I was just... Uh, before we wrap up some announcements here, send any messages to dialhforheroclicks at gmail.com, as always. Austin's definitely a bug catcher. Or one of those fat minor guys. Follow us on no, Facebook. I'm, I'm definitely a hiker. Like, yeah, I don't you actually do hike, like but I look like a hiker. We get you a hat and a geodude and a zubat, and you'll be ready. Why don't you cosplay as a hiker? Because the people who do that are typically really, really weird. No well, you're not. also really, really weird. Not that weird. They, I have my limits, Drewster. Your sexual us. history tells me otherwise. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. What goes on behind my doors is my business. Check out HeroClicksUnderground.com. That's where you can find us. You can find all your HeroClix media there. You can find all the different podcasts, Hero everything. Keep an eye on that website. It's it's going to be a contender with HD Realms eventually. It's it's really shaping up really well. HeroClicksUnderground.com. 
Uh, don't forget, if you are ordering something off of HC Realms store, actually, I think they're having a sale right now, matter of fact, already. So on top of that, if you use the promo code DIALH, you'll save some extra money on top of everything. And then my blog, personal blog, is Player One Project with the number one dot uh, WordPress.com. So all that said, before you uh, listen to the theme song and everything, we're going to talk about Red Sun. I didn't want to do it smack in the middle of the podcast. Smack. I wanted to wait and do it separately. That way, those of you who haven't read Red Sun oh, and don't yeah. want to spoil it for yourself, we won't mess anything up for you. So if those of you listening want to hear us talk about Red Sun. Stay tuned after the theme song at the end of the podcast, and then you'll get the Red Sun talk. If you don't want to anything to be spoiled for you, then just make sure you stop the podcast after the song. The Red Sun talk sounds like, uh, sounds something dirty. often mentioned Superman and Wonder Woman set. The chase theme is going to be Red Sun. I'm salty that they're the chases. This is a book that Austin, this is one of the first comics he ever read. Yep. And as many, many comics as I read, somehow I've never actually read Red Sun. Yeah, I've never read it either. So this was a, a fun thing for us to, to read and to catch up on. And this is something we're going to try to do more often, get back to reading comics. We're going to try to keep it themed around recent sets that have came out or upcoming sets. So like sub-themes that's coming up. So our next one, for example, is going to be uh, Nick Fury Max. That's a, one of my favorite books, uh, Marvel books. And it, it has, obviously, Nick Fury. So, But for now, we're going to talk about Red Sun. Red Sun was an Elseworlds imprint. If you're unfamiliar with that, it's kind of like DC's Ultimate State. Well, it's a little different. Because each story is its own universe. Earth 2 really is is like yeah. Ultimates. This is kind of like Marvel's What Ifs. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so if you're familiar with that. Basically, these are their own isolated stories. They are not canon. They, they don't mess with anything. So the writers are able to do whatever they want with the characters within reason. Um, that being said, the writer for this, I feel, would thrive in that kind of environment, which is Mark Millar. Uh, this came out in 2003. Author was Mark Millar, and some other people worked on it. Dave Johnson, Killian Plunkett, Andrew Robinson, and Walden Wong. It came out in three separate little uh, issues, but they're really long. They are really I, long I shouldn't issues. have said little. Uh, it's, it's three really long issues. Each one's like 50, 60 pages. But in general, I felt I didn't feel like it was too long of a story. I could feel it was pretty. It was the perfect distinct. length of the kind of thing where you want to read one self-contained story in one sitting. Um, it, so we will. We don't have to worry about spoilers, so we can talk about whatever we want. The premise of the book is what basically: what if Superman had landed in Russia instead of the United States? Soviet Russia. The book also is kind of a alternate history timeline as well. Um, it gets a not overly political, but it gets a. There's very interesting little things like 
the communism how would the versus cold, capitalism. Yeah, cap, com, mainly communism versus capitalism. How would the Cold War have gone if Russia would have clearly won instead of it basically being kind of a draw? Yeah. Um, how would the, the world have shaped up after that? And then it also deals with a lot of themes, um, again, going on communism, but like equality... Freedom of speech. Freedom of freedom of speech, um, freedom just freedom in general of of humans being allowed to do what they do, which is essentially destroy everything around them. Kind yep. um, <laughs> kind of like uh, old Hugo Weaving said in The Matrix, like human beings are closer to a disease, a virus, than they are anything else. They they consume something, they move on to a different spot, they consume everything there until yeah. all the resources are gone, they move to another spot. Um, there's also the big thing of uh, control, uh, the big argument of control with, like, should Superman use his powers to control everybody? Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. It's the so opposite. basically it is Superman's, should he control, keep humans from destroying everything like is we always do? his job to be our savior. Or, or is it just right to let us try to solve things on our own and i mean i might be wrong here because i don't have an extensive history of old superman stories but to me like if i recall this is one of the first like dystopian superman rules the world kind of stories it's one of the earlier ones yeah because i know in injustice took that theme and ran with it right um, and there's been a few other things since then too um i was gonna say overall uh i like the take on the different characters they did in this universe uh red sun batman like as soon as that kid's parents got killed it's like that fucking red sun bruce wayne yeah um, and then cool. that yeah, was pretty, pretty cool. cool. I can't wait to see the figure for him, and he better freaking have bombs everywhere. Wonder Woman wasn't too different, other than that she had to respond to how everything was different, kind of. Yeah, it was also that Themyscira was kind of its own nation that got involved in yeah. the world's problems, whereas typically Themyscira is like its own separate thing. They don't want anything to do with the regular earth yeah they don't want they want nothing to do with men in general whereas in this one is almost like they're another big power in the in the world yeah, like russia they, and like the united states because at the end they side like it's it's a big thing is who are they going to side with in this you know world war mm-hmm. um and even before that like the whole reason that wonder woman and superman uh are even talking to each other is basically like Russia is seeking their support. Yeah. Yeah, Stalin wants their support. So I really liked the, the history aspect of it more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting seeing things like the Cuban missile crisis and how it impacted these kind of things. Mm -hmm. Lex also is just fucking awesome. This is one of my favorite Lex books for sure. Yeah. Like this is Lex to his full potential. It's also interesting because they kind of show like what if Lex had the, because Superman's all the way on the other side of the world. Right. Yeah. So he's not, like, constantly stopping Lex from doing what he's working on. He And Superman's also dealing with a lot more shit. Yep. He's dealing with the whole entire planet. He's saving people while simultaneously running Trying to run his own country. Yeah, Superman in this book isn't really a dick. He's just... Right. And he goes through his own progression because at first he doesn't want... He doesn't think it's right to yeah. take control of everything. Yeah. But it's like, as he sees... His country itself starts to fall apart, even using communism, which they think is, you know, what It's what he's born and raised as superior, yeah. He sees that even his system is falling apart. It's like he decides, finally comes to this point where he decides he's going to have to take control. Yeah. Um, It's it's just well worth reading if you haven't read it. Yeah. Um, 
And as Austin said, it has a cool take on a lot of characters. Yeah. um, Brainiac was interesting in it. Mm -hmm. Um, For some reason, like, I kind of caught hints of the twist. I was like, Brainiac's not going to be. But I didn't expect it to be as broad as it was. Yeah. Like, for Brainiac to actually have have set Superman up to do all this crap. Um, And then uh, the freaking, why don't you put the whole world in a bottle? Fucking, I was like, get wrecked, son. Like, that was the drop mic moment where I was like, because you see Brainiac say that, I was like, that's silly. Who the hell could stop, make someone kill themselves in one sentence, no matter how smart they were, or make them stop what they're doing, and freaking, and then all of a sudden that, and I was like, okay, there we go. <laughs> but, as I said, you have the take on Batman. You have the different take on the Green Lanterns and how that shaped up. I, that's like, the only thing I didn't like. Yes, yeah, they could have done given it a few more pages of attention. Yeah, because it's like the whole Green Lantern Corps shows up and gets wiped out like immediately. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, it wasn't really. Like, it was kind of Earth's Green Lantern Corps. It was just it like was the Green Lantern Marine Corps. Well, yeah, was someone in it was basically Marines that that were given the power of Green Lanterns, which was led by Hal Jordan. Yeah. I can't wait to see because we're probably going to get him as one of the six figures. Yeah, I think, so let's talk about that as far as hero clicks. We know we're getting Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman. So, and we know that there are six, so we're missing three figures. I think Lex should be if one of them. If don't make a Lex, I'll be sad. Because he's arguably the second biggest character in the whole thing. Actually, not even arguably. He I is think he is the, the biggest. Biggest. I think it's honestly a Lex story. I was going to say, if anything, it may even be just as much of a Lex story as it is Especially a with the ending. story. Yeah. <laughs> so... I mean, I think Lex has to be one of those three. And then, other than that, you have potential... Hal Jordan. Yeah, Green Lantern. Um, you have Bizarro, who yeah. plays a small part that could potentially be I do one. like that Bizarro costume. Brainiac. I think Brainiac deserves a slot, probably. I don't know how you do it. Like, what you do power-wise. But I think he would deserve a slot. So, that last one really is probably a fight between... Do you do... Do you do green lantern or do you do bizarro i think i think i'd rather have green lantern i, I, think, I think for the costume and the uniqueness of it mm-hmm. like i like bizarro. bizarro plays such a small part like yeah he shows up gets quick. his ass beat yeah sacrifices himself to stop them from dying which was like there's i think the thing i like about red sun is the thing that people don't realize about the cold war in general is people tend to go the whole U.S. good, Russia bad. But if you really read into it, both sides, of course, did stupid shit to aggravate the other side. Mm -hmm. And Red Sun does a good job of portraying gray characters who do good and bad things without making them pure gray. Which some books get really bad about that, where they make everyone so good and so evil, basically, that they never get anything done. Whereas Red Sun, like, Superman does things where you're like, this is stupid, why is he doing that? And then after you, you realize his motivation, you're like, okay, that makes a little more sense. And shit like that. They, it was just really well written. I mean, I, I'm i happy it held up to my nostalgia. Because yeah. I remembered it being something that made me want to read more comics. Mm-hmm. And so. for me, it, it is super good. It's one of the best books I've... Not just one of the best books I've ever read, period. It's one of the best DC books I've ever read. Um, I'm definitely going to pick up the trade and add it to the collection. It's that good. As soon as I... Even halfway through it, I was like, okay, I went and I pulled up my comic book... And I added it to my list of of yeah. books to buy. Like I was like, I need to own this because this yeah, is. I went right on Amazon. I'm this like, is one this worth sharing to other people because I feel like you could even take this to people who don't read comics that often, and, and it would be it because it deals with world history and alternate, you know, history. 
it's interesting enough to people who aren't big comic book buffs. Right. Yeah, it has enough other themes going on that that lots of people could enjoy it. Yeah, I honestly, it kind of sucks because like I would like to see DC revisit this universe or something, but I feel like it's self-contained and done. Yeah, I think it's done. So it'd be weird to touch it again. Yeah, I agree. I you leave it alone. It's too good, also, to really be messed with. Unless they want to reboot Although it. In, apparently, in the recent event convergence or whatever, Red Sun Superman shows up for a bit. No, that's different. I mean, if you want to do something, you know, like yeah. that. I need to read Kingdom so, Come still. I'm kind of bummed that, now that I read it and really enjoyed it, that the chases are the Red Sun. I know, character. right? Because <laughs> exactly. before, I was just going to pick up the Batman and add it to the Batman collection, but now it's like, I want all these, but I, I think I'm still going <laughs> to just get the Batman. I don't know, well, That Lex Luthor will be pretty cool, Hunter, let's be honest. If the here. dial is really awesome, I'll, I'll think about it. Fucking Brainiac's ship was pretty cool in this one, too. I just love... I love the St. Petersburg in a bottle idea. Like, the idea that there's one thing Superman can't fix with all his power in the universe. Right. And it eats at him. Like, it was just so human to get... It was such a human side of Superman that was well done. Yeah. I need more... I, I am up for hearing suggestions for any, like, self-contained stories like this that I absolutely should read. Yeah. So, like I said, we're going to keep up with with this maybe maybe not every single week but at least twice a month probably uh do comic talk and, and keep it focused around yeah, so, I miss reading comics. so the next one we're going to talk about actually i'll pull it up and let you guys know and for those of you who are big readers if you want to find this either in stores or if you don't have time and you just want to download it real quick and then buy it later uh we're going to be talking about nick fury max <clears throat> this is one the max series they have a lot of hit or miss books but this is one of the better Max. This and Nick Fury Max and Punisher Max are like the best. Um, for some reason, it didn't pull up right there. Oh, I think it's just called Fury Max. That's why. So I'll let you guys know exactly what issues it is because there are a few different Fury Maxes they've done over the last few years. This is actually relatively new. So we're going to be talking about Fury Max from 2012. And it's issues 1 through 13. I think there also is a trade for that. If you uh, you can save a little money probably by picking up the trade. It might be this My War Gone By. It is. My War Gone By. There's two different trades for it. Yeah, I so, so Fury Max 2012 Marvel number 1 through 13. We'll talk about that. Uh, not next week, but the week after. No, we can't. Because I'm gone. I'm uh, I'm going on a trip September 11th. I mean, I can we'll talk. We'll talk week. about it next week, and then we'll skip. We'll skip con- talk for a week. So September 5th, next next episode, we'll talk about this. So if you have time, it's only 13 issues. Goes by really quick. It's really cool. It's kind of a sort 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 of like Red Sun alternate timeline. Not a, not on the same scale because Red Sun's about as alternate history as you can get. But Fury Max deals a lot with Vietnam, and uh, so it it has a little bit and Bay of Pigs and stuff like that. So I have some interesting takes as well on kind of comic book, but yeah. actual history. So. See, I love that shit. I love, I used to read alternate history and apocalyptic fiction all the time as a kid. So. This is almost like Nick Fury as Solid Snake. I'm totally on board with okay, this. You sold me. <laughs> Speaking of such, Phantom Pain's out Tuesday. I just pre-ordered yeah, my copy. Yeah, it's got really good reviews so far, so I'm looking forward to trying it. It's out on PC, which blew my mind. But, uh, yeah, they actually moved it up too, so it would release with the. Uh, mm-hmm. 
So thanks for listening to Comic Talk. If you guys enjoyed it, give us some feedback. Let us know if it's something we should keep doing. Yep. And if so, if you have any other suggestions for books that are based around recent sets that are just really, really good um, that you think we should cover, we'll, let us know. We'll take it into consideration. We'll see you guys next week. Later.